Welcome to Headline to Table. This is the D&D actual play podcast where oh yeah. yeah, Dungeon Master West and I choose a current historical or pop culture event and adapt it into a one-off campaign for players to play. Sometimes we tell them the camp- what the event is before. Mm-hmm. Often we don't because it would influence their knowledge of where things are going. And how they would make their characters. Yes, yeah, yeah we don't want them to have ideas about what they should be preparing for. But sometimes it's funny just to throw it down in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one we're not going to tell them in advance, I would say. So this is a story that I somehow missed. It's a t- over 20-year-old pop culture Amazing story that I somehow just became aware of. West even I knew, knew it. something if about West pop knew culture it, that you didn't. Yeah, that's crazy. I live crazy. under a rock. In 1996, at the uh, on the final day of filming in the for the movie Titanic, the Canadian unit. I'm sorry to say, Leo D was not there. Kate Winslet was not there. James Cameron was there. Bill Paxton was there. Uh, they were filming uh, somewhere in Canada, and it was the final day, and, and at the wrap party, they, there was a clam chowder that everyone was going nuts for, going back for seconds. Uh, little did they know that it had been spiked with literal PCP, and so then the cast and uh, crew members uh, all began to hallucinate. They were all taken to the hospital. It's kind of a twist. We've kind of toyed with hallucinating in previous episodes i won't tell you which one um keebler elf yeah uh, (laughs) but yeah i I thought it was really funny so what they're going to be doing in this is they are all going to be actors they're going to be bards so we've got a group of bards and they're you know they're touring the countryside on this wildly successful play i'll get into it a little bit more about what the play is about but one of the evil creatures this play is based off of is actually real mm. and it has a power to make people hallucinate and so it kind of sneaks into their after their rap party after the final show of this <laughs> traveling play these troubadours and like spikes their ale that they're all toasting with and they all just start tripping balls so it's kind of up to the pawns to go through this and kind of determine what's real and what's not um, so they'll be all seeing, hallucinating. It'll probably take them a while to realize what's going on. A lot of it's going to be navigating their interactions with the other people there who are tripping even harder than they are. <laughs> some are peaceful, some are not peaceful. But then eventually the this creature that we'll discuss uh, makes itself known. And mm. they have to find it and you know destroy it, so this reason is, with it. It's not just going to be... Crazy, 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 and then it's over. They they have an actual goal here. Yeah, the goal is to you know stop these people from descending into madness around them, <laughs> or you know stop whatever's happening to them. And well, and to discover what's happening. Yeah, to, them. to discover what's happening to them. Some things are going to be hallucinations, but some things are going to be real, kind of like tied in with the hallucinations that they kind of have to navigate around. This creature is able to create hallucinations, but also actual 
actual monsters or things to fight that are hidden within it so there's going to be a lot of swinging at things that aren't there and hoping it's the real one Mm. so uh, i'm excited for that so in this in at the actual titanic rap party james cameron reportedly the minute he started to feel sick ran upstairs and made himself throw up to try to avert the effects who's going to be the james cameron of our group it's today? probably going to be jordan i think but i'm going to not allow it in. jordan will immediately be trying to think his way out of yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our pawns today are going to be jordan devon reuniting again and yeah. parker mm-hmm. so a a partial okay yeah, all, corral yeah reunion. all three of them were on okay corral yeah uh, my wife uh ziggy was very upset because she likes to play with devon they're making their characters and i guess we'll meet their bards Ooh. got a full room here a bunch of bunch of sweet sweaty smelly D players it's gonna be great so we've got uh three pawns and our producer chris over on the other end of the table i'm gonna have them go around tell us a little bit about the characters they chose and their own experience with D. kind of the restrictions i put on them is they could be any race they wanted but they all had to be third-level bards. A bard, for those who don't know, is kind of like a troubadour, folk legend, teller, musician, actor, kind of a master of the arts, but also a master in their own way of combat and magic, depending on the way they go. Kind of a prototype of a bard is a uh, fancy man with a sword on one hand and a, and a lute in the other hand. We'll, uh, we'll go to my left, uh, uh Parker, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your experience with D&D and give us a little insight to your character. Yeah, so I've been playing D&D for just shy of a year now. Uh, third or fourth time here on Headline the Table. And today oh, yeah. I'll be playing Gerald Two-Tips Stamina, who's <laughs> a uh, tiefling bard uh, of the College of Lore. Uh, so, and- a little bit. What's a, what's a tiefling look like? So tiefling uh, is kind of a, a humanoid character with an imprint of like the infernal on them. So they have these kind of horns that come out just above their brow, and they have a big, thick tail. Okay. Um, and my specific is, is bright purple. With How dark. thick? Is your tail really thick for a it's tiefling? It's pretty thick. Okay. Barely fits through the back of my pants. Would you say it's like average size or like? But global above average, average or U.S. average? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know what your favorite episode you've appeared on is. That goes for everybody. Oh, I think my favorite episode has to be uh, "Defense of the Keyboard Forest." All right, awesome. So we got Gerald Two Tips Stamina. What's uh, what's Gerald's deal? Uh, so Gerald uh, is an orphan, and it's how he met his two uh, stepbrothers in the room here, and he's uh, really drawn to performance and, and taken over the advantage of growing up tight with his two stepbrothers and kind of jumped into his acting career young, but not too young. Um, you didn't Macaulay Coke in the situation? No, no, no. He waited until he was older, and uh, he's had a successful career thus far and nice. still works and enjoys working with his brothers. Nice. Excellent. Let's uh, keep going around the room. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jordan, tell us a little bit about your D&D experience and your character. I'm Jordan. Um, I've been doing D&D for the last two and a half, almost three years. And this is, I'm not sure, maybe the eighth or ninth time on Headline to Table. Something of that sort. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you listen to this episode, go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't, because they're awesome. 
So the character that I'm bringing to the table today is Chad the Matador Hawkins. <laughs> the Matador, as he likes to be referred to as a stage name. He is a human. Chad, like his brothers, um, they were all from the same or- orphanage. So we're stepbrothers. I got into acting at a rather young age because it was a, an area that he felt very confident in. And being the Matador, he's always good with smoke and mirrors getting people angry but making sure at the very end of the day the clientele is satisfied Devin to my right how's it going man my name's Devin I'm on your right <laughs> um, I have some D&D experience mainly on this show now my favorite episode I was on is probably Tum Tum Dilly Dum the turtle Dilly. and the eel yes mm-hmm. he came from my soul we have we share a connection uh, the character I'm bringing to you today to the table is uh, Denzel Fandolin, and he's also a stepbrother, obviously. And his time at the orphanage was kind of um, he actually would sneak out a bunch, and he kind of had a motherly figure at one of the neighbors' houses that he would call stepmother, and that she became his kind of stepmother, and he really uh, formed a deep connection with her. And I'm also a bard of the College of Swords. So so does that mean like a little bit more combat-oriented bard? Yeah. So some bards are about the music and the acting. I'm a little more to the action. And uh, my race is, well, it's none of your business, but it's Dragonborn. And my draconic ancestry is Black Dragon. Black Dragon. So, um, a dragonborn is kind of like, think of a mixture of a human and a dragon. No wings, but, you know, dragon-esque head. They have a tail kind of covered in scales, larger than a human. And uh, they can breathe fire, no? Or breathe some yeah, sort of breath weapon? I have some weapon. breath weapon, and it depends on my uh, what type of dragon I am. And a black dragon deals acid breath. I don't know if you know about this about Denzel. He's a very, like serious actor so we got our three different bards looks like uh devin's bard is more so about the fighting in action jordan's bard is a little bit more about the um the art of it the intricacies the art the, the college skills. of glamour and uh parker's character uh, gerald is a little bit more about like the mystic side of it a little bit more on the spell side as far as what they're uh proficient in what's your college College of Lore. College of Lore. Or like College of Bore. High fives. (laughs) So all three of you pawns are all actors in a wildly successful play. The play is titled Lovers and Monsters. It is about the love story between Eduardo and Gabrielle. These two lovers were torn apart by a mutated infant Abeleth who long lusted for Gabrielle and imprisoned Eduardo and made Gabrielle hallucinate with its ancient magic to see this Abeleth as Eduardo himself. She fell in love with this imposter and all was going to plan for the Abeleth. Eduardo managed to escape and endured the long road of danger to confront this monster. After a wild battle, when it looked like the Abeleth was about to kill Eduardo, Gabrielle broke from her hallucination and drove a sword into the Abeleth, allowing her to take the hand of her love, Eduardo. 
Though he was disfigured from the battle, Gabrielle loved him regardless, and they lived happily ever after. Yada, yada, yada. It's a very famous uh, legend in in your guys' realm. And the three of you have been traveling in this, uh, in this performance group. And it started slow, but it is since then caught on like wildfire and every sold out shows everywhere kings dignitaries everyone demanding a seat at your guys's next show sometimes seeing it two three times in a row so i'm going to um let you guys decide who plays what role gabrielle eduardo or the aboleth what's an aboleth it's kind of a uh, a water monster like a <clears throat> like a large aquatic, kind of like a sh- shark octopus mm. thing with like psychic powers, and uh, but it has been kind of mutated to be able to survive on land, and it's a small one, so it just kind of slithers around. And you would wear like a costume on stage. And I will say that Denzel was forced into that part. He wanted a more meteor part, and was constantly overruled. Okay. Because of his appearance, which he is not pleased about. <laughs> okay. Um, Gerald and uh, the Matador. What parts do so, you guys want? I'm going to play the role of Gabrielle because Chad Hawkins, the Matador, is all about glamour. Has a disguise kit and has the disguise self's a spell. So, which means that I could be more beautiful as a Gabrielle as anybody on this planet. So you're able to do your own makeup and uh, and prep work for this. You didn't even need anybody helping you. Exactly. I just needed a mirror and my own narcissism. All right, and Gerald plays our young hero who was in prison and escaped and fought along the hard road to meet back with his, uh, with his uh, distant lover. So the three of you had just finished the last performance of this tour. Standing ovation. Roses shower you all as you all take your finishing bows on set. It's only the three of you acting, and you guys, the story of your guys' upbringing from, from rags to riches and being some of the most sought after actors in all of the land have really driven everyone to the, uh, to the, the theater hall on any night that you attend. So you guys take your bows and head off stage, and you guys go to the rap party. Um, Yo, everybody, what's up? I'm here. I'm at the party. I'm gonna cheer. <laughs> you guys uh, walk into the large uh, theater guild hall in the back of the uh, performing arts uh, center, and a wild party ensues. Actually, it's already it kicks off as soon as you guys walk through the doors. You guys walk through, everyone's cheering. Yeah, yeah, the brothers, woo! Everyone's, so you, you, you take off your Aboleth costume and you know, um, take off your Gabrielle illusion and uh, you can take off whatever garbs or get rid of the fake wooden sword you use on stage as, as Eduardo. And this party starts kicking off. I mean, it's going. People are chugging, people are drinking people are having a feast there's games going on fire breathers there's a there's a clowns yeah kind of not not that kind of clown because they're Uh creepy as shit so you guys walk through the uh the entrance down 
the end closest to me. Right here. And you guys walk through. There's a large uh, statue right there of a uh, of a, a dancing uh, a dancing figure. A couple couches with some fine young ladies sitting on them, and a couple men trying to earn their favor, kind of hanging around. And it opens up into a large hall with a huge feast with a uh, with a couple of uh, smaller round tables for uh, discussion and people playing games. There's a uh, there's a beautiful uh, dance floor uh, put down right as you enter there, and um, there's a podium up on the far end of the guild hall, kind of uh, where um, where usually toasts are made or uh, you know announcements are made. So uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing as you come in? This is the easiest D&D adventure yet. Yeah. We just get to have a party? You guys have had it rough. I just wanted to let Whoa. you guys enjoy yourselves this time. Thanks. You said there was a, a group of uh, group of gals in a corner or like at a table. Yeah, there's gals around. There's a couple of girls. Uh, there's two uh, sitting by themselves on the couch kind of talking to each other. And I want to roll a perception. What do they look like? Four. They look like girls. So I roll up on the couch that they're at, and uh, I try to be, uh, you know, I walk up with a nice saunter, nice swagger. Mm-hmm. How was the presentation this evening? What did you think? They go, hee 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 kind of blush to themselves, and uh, one of them kind of nudges the other one, like, we thought you were r- really good. Um, and then one of them whispers to the other one's ear, so, is Eduardo, I mean, um, Gerald coming too. So I, I look at them and I was like, "Have you ever seen my previous works?" No, sir. I can't say that I have. Well, my previous work, <laughs> Hard Body Number Six. <laughs> Hard Body Number Six. <laughs> it was 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 that the name of the play or your character? <laughs> <laughs> that was the name. That was the name of the play. <laughs> it sounds. Uh, it sounds. Uh, Really good, sir. <laughs> My sir. And you two uh, fellas here join spitting this ridiculous game at these fair maidens sitting on the couch. Madams, do you need help? Is this man bothering you? Um, they kind of look at you kind of wide-eyed and they're like, No, no, it, it's fine. Obviously, you ladies must recognize me. They just kind of nod silently, both wide-eyed. Uh, make an insight check. Uh, 15 plus 0. They're intimidated by you. Come now. You, I'm, I'm, you've seen my work. Enter the dragon. <laughs> Enter the dragon? Who, yes. Mm, that who, one was... Who entered you? <laughs> well, if you had seen the film, you would know I'm that st- I do the entering. <laughs> it was a film? <laughs> Well, it's a live production. (laughs) Dungeon Master West and producer Christopher begin to realize that the pawns have coordinated to give their characters a background in adult entertainment. I've actually only seen Lovers and Monsters, this play, but I've seen it seven times. And my friend here, she's seen at nine. We traveled on the back of hay wagons across the coast just to watch you guys. Well, then you should see some of our previous works. They're like, like, 
Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Do you ever plan on reprising those roles? We promise we'll go see him now. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Maybe you lovely ladies come to the back with us and we can give you a private showing. <laughs> Gerald two-tip stamina. You see this happening, and you see one of the girls kind of like eyeing you from a distance and kind of gives you a sheepish wave. I want to go grab shots from the bar first. Uh-huh. And then bring them over to my brothers. Nice. Right. How many shots? Uh, how many ladies are on the couch? Two. Ten. Ten shots. <laughs> All right, make a, uh, make a dexterity check to see how well you can uh, carry ten shots in your hand. Now we're D&D in. It's uh, eight. Uh, you drop two shots on the way back. Do I drop them into my mouth? Or like, on on the ground. <laughs> can, I, can I try to mage hand pick them up, like catch them? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to... I rolled a... Fourteen. So, yeah, I'll say, like, you see it happening, and you're like, ah! And Mage Hand, your Mage Hand appears below him and catches these two shots yeah. right, as they, right as they hit the ground. And uh, you see a couple uh, a couple uh, young men who are cleaning tables. They start applauding towards you. They're like, that was magnificent! How long did it take you to practice that? Some talents you're born with, my friends. Some <laughs> talents you're born with. And then I give a very arrogant little, like, <laughs> Wink at him, and then walk over to my brothers and the ladies on the couch. All right, so you come over with the eight shots, and the uh, the mage hand comes over with the with the other two, kind of in his hand, and using his these three fingers, and these two fingers are kind of pulling it along the ground. Um, so the sh- you come over with the shots. Um, your brolo comes over with uh, with a, with a handful of shots as he's one to do. I uh, I grab a shot, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, my brother." So this, this is some of the finest. They've been saving this for this uh, specific um, specific uh, after party to, to blast things off. It's this really potent. Uh, it's like a wood elven liqueur. It's it's delicious. You but pretty strong stuff. Yeah, it's pretty strong stuff. As I uh, hand it out to the ladies on the couch, I tell them, "Don't let it touch your tongue. Just swallow." They both take it. One of them kind of spills like a quarter of it on herself, as she doesn't exactly know. How to take shots. I take out my handkerchief and like kind of wipe her mouth. <laughs> she um, she doesn't recoil. She kind of leans into it. Alright. What do you guys... Uh, so you guys are uh, taking shots? You... So I look over at uh, um, Gerald. I'm like, Gerald, we, we've shared our previous works with these uh, two fine young ladies. Would you, would you care to share what your previous works were as well? I mean, these ladies must know us from our introductory work together, uh, the play Backyard Bros 7. <laughs> They're like, obviously lying. They're like, yeah, I think I did see that. Well, then, if you, if you saw that, then who was the first to release? First to release. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's not even like another way to take that one. Oh, there's many ways. She, uh, <laughs> she kind of like bright eyed. She kind of like wide eyed. She points at you questioningly. Wrong. You never saw it. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, my lord or sir. I, I don't know what to call you. I what? think we're done here. It seems like you don't appreciate the arts. And you can go back to the haze wagon that you came on. Agreed. We don't do 150 plays a summer, so you cannot see a single one. They kind of like, <laughs> just kind of crying. Blood, sweat, and tears I put into those plays. 
It looks like right now we only have the tears from you, but where's the blood and sweat? So you guys uh, head off into the main party chambers. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's do that. You leave them. Uh, you leave them uh, as you just Hollywooded the shit out of them. <laughs> Let's say a little time has passed. You guys have gotten your drink on. You guys are starting to drink. Are you guys drinking pretty heavily? Drinking pretty good? I am going to drink at a nice, slow, easy pace because I'm dainty from okay. the College of Glamour. Okay. The rest of you guys, you guys going full force or kind of keeping it uh, steady? Oh, I'm getting after it. I feel like I'm a gentleman, so I'm, you know, sipping. Okay. But definitely drinking. All right, so... <clears throat> A little bit of time goes by, let's say an hour, and you guys have been drinking, enjoying yourself, watching the jugglers, the fire breathers, and then all you guys roll a perception check. That's a 15. 10. 17. Chad, the Matador, and Gerald, you guys notice people are starting to act strange inside the guild hall. The juggler who is juggling is now just standing with his face like two feet away from the wall and he's just throwing his ball his balls up against the floor and they're hitting the ground and rolling off you see a couple people off in one of the side tables just laughing and staring at the ceiling and they they're talking about I don't know some fish or flying fish or something it doesn't really seem to make any sense most of these people are your uh your your production crew. One of your crew members, one of the you know stronger, burlier, manual labor guys, is over at uh, one of the side doors, banging his head up against the wood door, blood running down from his face. As you notice, uh, uh, you, everyone starts acting really fucking weird. And uh, Chad and Gerald, you notice that the walls are starting to breathe a little bit. Sinking in and out. The lights coming from the lanterns are starting to get off, give off a little bit of a technicolor hue. Kind of like a purple at first, and then a blue, and then a red. Everyone seems to be talking in a slow voice with a loud, constant, fast chatter that was filling the guild hall is kind of slowed to a murmur. You can't really understand what other people are saying anymore. Gerald, you look over at Chad, and he seems to have an extra set of lips on his cheek. Chad, you look over at Gerald, and you see his hair has grown bright green and is flowing almost all the way to the ground. Uh, Denzel, you don't notice the other people, but as you look down at your hands, you notice your hands seem to be sprouting fingers. You notice the walls breathing, the sound, the colors, but your hands start to be, you know, six fingers, seven fingers, eight fingers. Something does not seem right to you. Can I roll an arcana? Be, what do you want? Be specific about your cause. So I want to know if this is similar to any sort of like hallucinogenic effects that it may have taken in the past. That you have taken in the past? Yeah, and then maybe I understand maybe it's similar to some hallucinogenic experiences that have 
You think you're hallucinating, yes. But you, it's nothing you've ever had. Okay, so I look around, and I, I slowly look at both uh, Gerald and um, Denzel. I'm like, I did a play once where we took some hallucinogens. It was definitely, it's definitely similar to this, but this is way stronger. I think we're in for a real treat. I lean in and say, hey man, just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. I have like eight fingers. I pop up a mage hand and I'm like, how many fingers on the mage hand? Whoa, there's some toes on that thing. <laughs> oh, it's a mage foot! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Is it something in the drinks? Like, what's going on, man? Did you slip me something? I would have slipped myself something. You hear kind of the hollow banging of metal against metal as you see two people on the far end of the guild hall fighting each other. And both of them look possessed. They look like they're not even saying anything in a language you can understand. But you know these people. They're part of your crew. Some of the tech guys. And they're just going at each other. Everyone else, you know, there's all kind of there's people laying on the ground rocking and crying. There's people naked rolling around in the food on top of the table. I want to cast a thaumaturgy, and I want to make uh, both the ground shake will quiver as well as make my voice boom. And the ground starts shaking, and everyone's like, <gasps> everyone's freaking out. You two make a uh, make a insight check. Thirteen. Seventeen. So you both realize, you saw him cast this, and you know the origins of what's going on. You know it's not an actual earthquake. Bro, what you doing? Hang ten! <laughs> I want to cast again, and this time make my, my uh, voice boom. Mm-hmm. Be still, everyone! Roll a perception check. One young man comes up from his table, grabs a steak knife from, the, from where he was eating before, earlier in the evening, and charges at you with this steak knife. Roll for initiative. Gerald, watch out. He's going for your meat. That's a seven. That's oh. an eight. And a seven. All right. Um, Chad the Matador. Uh, make a perception check to see if you see this guy. A six. Nope, you don't notice him. Gerald, he comes bearing down at you. It's your turn. What do you do? Pull out my hand crossbow. I don't want to shoot him in the kneecap. Okay. That's a 18 to hit. You hit. So you shoot him and goes right through his leg and his, his body dissipates into nothingness. Both, all three of you make a perception check. 17. 23. 23? 7. Alright, so Chad and Denzel. <coughs> Denzel, you notice it first and kind of... Uh, Chad, you notice that Denzel is staring at something and you follow his line of sight and you eventually see it as well. Denzel, you see something that looks like the costume that you wear as the Aboleth crawling underneath one of the tables, crawling around, slithering around. Um, but it doesn't seem to have the same hue that everything else has. It seems very real, but you're not quite certain. And it's slithering away from you. Dude, did you put the mage hand in the Aboleth? I don't know what's happening, man. The uh, Aboleth looks at you, and the two of you, you hear this loud, cackling laughter. 
in your head, and then all of a sudden it seems to uh, seems to almost slip in between the small cracks in the wood floor and just kind of is no longer seen. All right, what would you guys like to do? The bards attempt to leave the party, but cannot. Some doors have vanished. Others, their hands pass right through the handles. Confused and intoxicated, they destroy a beautiful, ornate elven table in the middle of the room. Denzel decides to investigate the area where they had seen what appeared to be the Aboleth costume slithering around. You cut down and you you kind of touching where it happened. Mm-hmm. You don't notice much, but you do. It does feel kind of slimy. Hey guys, come feel this. It's kind of like sticky and slimy. I've made that mistake before. I'm staying where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. No. I gotta taste it. So not... it tastes bitter and foul. Bitter. Foul. You hear a cry, a shrieking cry. From the center of the room. Do you guys turn your attention that way? Got nothing else to do. So you turn around. You see you see uh, the two girls you saw earlier that were on the couch. They're shrieking and hiding underneath the table as six giant mutated rats has, you now see perched on, side, on top of the table. These things are maybe about the size of a... Of like a pit bull now, like a pretty good sized pit bull. They have green fur. Their their long elongated fangs seem to be dripping with uh, disgusting saliva, and they have three tentacle type tails that come out from behind them. I, uh, and there are six of them on the table. I kick Gerald. And I was like, "Get the fuck up! We gotta fucking deal with these rats, bro." They're not real, bro. They're not real. They're not real. They're not real. They're not real. Gentle brothers, brothers. There are six rats that look like they're lashing out at those women as they, as they mm-hmm. um, hide underneath the table. One of them reaches out and catches one of them on the shoulder, and you actually see her gown rip, and blood starts trickling down her arm. Brothers, I have an idea. Let's not use force. That is for savages. Let us use. What we are good at, and I care, and I whip out my drum. <laughs> we can use our music to control the animals. Yeah. Okay. You know, like that. that I, I grab my baritone. I perk up at the opportunity to uh, play on my sitar, and I grab my sitar and I start playing "Smoke on the Water." Yes. Uh, all three of you make a performance check. Nah. Twenty. Ten. Eleven. So you guys, kinda, you guys are kind of getting carried by uh, by uh, Chad the Matador on his baritone. Is that a sax? What? Do, I don't know what a baritone is. It's kind of like, like a, a tuba, tuba fresh oh, horn thing. Okay, yeah. Chad, you always were the best blower in the world. <laughs> Y'all know. <laughs> so he just starts busting it out, and you guys kind of follow in and play uh, and play support. And uh, you guys are laying down a tasty jam. You guys have created quite the soundtrack as you see one of these rats uh, pull the girl out from under the table and start ripping her to pieces as you see her pulling out her guts. No, this is not how the plague went. In the play, they played the music and the rats, they followed. You see four of the cast members 
uh, four of the crew members run up to you fully naked and start dancing wildly in front of you. Just like, like, ah, just eyes rolled back in the back of their head, arms stretched out to the ceiling, just dancing, just like without a care in the world to this sweet beat you're dropping. Can I use animal handling to kind of, uh... So you can so animal handling is like you go over to yes. one and, so you can try it one at a time if you'd like. Okay. That rat, he looks smarter than the rest. Little one, listen to my drums. A bang, a bang, a bang. Rat a tap, tap. Follow me. <laughs> That's a six. So it doesn't do anything, but one of the other rats jumps at you and attacks you. Wow, rude. What's your armor class? 18. I'm a beast. So it does not hit you, but you feel the force of it kind of hit against your armor and falls to the ground and rears up to attack you again. I don't think the music is working. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to roll initiative now. 14. 20. Eight. Got it, 11. Denzel, this is your turn. What would you like to do? No, I, I hit it with my great club. So I'm using the great club to hit my drum to play my okay. music and then... It's a very durable drum. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very... It can take a lot of pounding. Uh, so I'm hitting the I'm hitting the drum and that's not working. So then I just hit the rat on the top of the head. All right, roll the hit. So 15, um, you hit. The brothers endure a long psychedelic battle with the bizarre rat creatures that includes Chad the Matador, confused by his hallucinations, casting thunderclap at his brothers. Some of the rats appear to be real, dealing and taking actual damage, while others vanish when attacked. It is now back to the top of the order. Denzel, it is your turn. I look around, I'm Denzel. like... Um... Denzel, it's your turn. <laughs> oh. That's not Excuse me. <laughs> you are no Denzel. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chad. Such a Chad. I'm really upset that my brother just pushed me back ten feet and hurt me because he's always kind of been the older brother who's like kind of picked on me because I was a little more serious with my acting career. And I look over to the rat to my side and see that he was also pushed. And I kind of like, man, big brother's always pushing me around. And then the rat's like, I'm like, yeah, you too? Are you the small brother too? (laughs) I do have a whip. I'm going to whip it. All right. Whip it good. Then I roll it. 12 plus 3, 15. You hit? Yes! Uh, 4 plus 3. So you kill it. Describe how you kill it. I whip it, and then I, I want it to wrap around its rat body, and I swing it around my head <laughs> like a cowboy. And then I slam it on the ground, and I say, whip it good. <laughs> so you do that, and it's... Whip it dead. <laughs> whip it no good. <laughs> Choose one. one <laughs> I'll give you a few, a few options there. <laughs> Alright, so it splatters against the ground as its green, dark blood oozes out of it. And as the only two real rats have now died, the four hallucinations 
dissipate. Oh, that's what was going on. Oh. <laughs> so you can take those uh, take those coins off. So people around you are descending even more into chaos. You see some. You see uh, one of the girls that survived the rat attack is currently. She had like one bite mark from the rat, and she's currently peeling her skin up her arm, just kind of like. I have to get rid of the filth. I have to get rid of the filth. And you, the people who were dancing naked when you guys started originally playing instruments are still dancing just as wildly, just to nothing. I go up to the girl who is peeling the skin off, and I was like, I'm sorry, darling, and put my rapier through her. Okay. Whoa. Go ahead. Roll an advantage attack. Time out. What? <laughs> no, you, no, this is happening. You can, uh, 16, you can ask him about it afterwards. Uh, 23 to hit. All right, you hit. Seven damage. You kill her. Just right, right through the chest. And I was like, and I heart. just like go through and I was like, it's better this way. And I let it out. I walk up to you and I politely raise my hand. <laughs> yes. I can't help but notice that you brutally stabbed that woman. Explanation? I put her out of her misery. She is peeling her arm off and she's bleeding out. So I decided to just end it. We're in the middle of a hallucinogen state. I don't even know yeah. what this is. I can't even tell. Brother, again, <laughs> we could tie and like, we could bondage her hands together. They're, they're, during my time... The last six months that we haven't been together, I've seen some shit that you wouldn't understand. Well, we all know about that play, but we don't. We try not to talk about it. <laughs> There's been a few hairy situations I've gotten myself in. Well, one of them was uh, I had a prostitute try to kill me, so I had to chop off her hand. What? Joe, come over here. Brother meeting. Oh, sit, sit down, sit down. We all cross-legged, sit down. It's been a while since we had one of these. Brother meeting. Gerald, back me up on this. Chad, we're a little worried about you. <laughs> Six months ago after we did that, after we did Backyard Bros 3, I ended up in a bad place, guys. I, I ended up in a bad place. I was, I was doing a lot of drugs. And there, there was a lot of stuff that went on that I just... <laughs> I chopped out her hand. Chad the Matador's complete mental breakdown during the brother meeting proves to be the rock-bottom moment that our bard heroes need. They conclude the brother meeting with a sense of purpose and a goal to get to the bottom of this mind-bending bloodbath. All three of you make a perception check. 17. 21. 3. So you're a little too busy sobbing into your hands. (laughs) But the other two notice that the ground you're stepping on is a little sticky. And you notice that there's this... Kind of almost like a slug trail of slimy goop on the ground. And it's similar to what you saw on the ground earlier. And it's leading from the table you are Mm -hmm. to that room on the opposite end. To what you perceive to be the door. Okay, well, I I do in fact taste it. Does it taste like what I previously tasted? Bitter and foul. Slime stuff. I think we should follow it. Yeah, is that heading over? Yeah, I, uh, I want to follow the slug trail. So you head over and uh, you make your way to the door. And you notice that when you reach for the handle, it's there. And the door is oh, and while we're able going, to be opened. I whisper in both my brother's ears, You guys are the best. And you deserve this. And I give you each an inspiration dice. Oh. 
Oh. You guys each get a D6, which you can use the next 10 minutes for a D20 roll. He gave us one, so now I kind of feel obligated to give him one back. But I got some pretty rad spells I want to use it for. It's kind of a jerk. He kind of gave us more of an obligation than a gift here. Like, yeah, I mean, I love him and everything, but I only have three. Like, I need those. I really kind of want to save mine up. Can Uh, we split split it? Make a perception check. (laughs) Four. Yeah, you don't notice anything. You don't hear anything. It'll be okay. He yep. feels better. He got to cry it out. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't need one. What's this tell him where his is in the mail? So on your on your walk there, you you kind of step over a couple dead bodies. It looks like some of these bodies have been ripped apart. You didn't notice what was happening. Maybe by a monster. Whatever did it looks ferocious. And it looks like it like ripped holes on them and like sucked out their insides. While another person looks like he was stabbed in the neck. Um not exactly sure, but you you come to the doorway. I try to open the door. Alright, you open the door. So you open the door to a room. This is the room um, that the liquor was stored in, in the large kegs. Or actually just one enormous keg. And uh, you see this keg on the other side of the room, but it's shattered. Looks like something bursted out from the inside of it and there's spilt liquor all over the ground and pieces of this keg on the far end of the room but that liquor looks to be pouring down a huge pit in the room so the doorway in front of you is a big pit maybe 25 feet across and then a small piece of of solid ground on the far end where the shattered keg and you see drips of alcohol dripping off the ledge into this huge pit going deep down into darkness you can't see the end of it so you've got you got maybe a foot in front of you before the pit and stretches the length of the room basically i want to peek down the pit so you can poke your head over uh it looks like it's big ass pit man you can't see the bottom it's complete darkness i uh i'm like how far do you think this pit goes down do you know one way to find out I start peeing in it. That's I a want- good idea. I start. I join them. I also pee. So the three, the three brothers, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, dongs out, peeing into this pit, and it just seems to. It just seems. Do we? To do fall. we don't hear any pitter patter at the other end? Um, roll a perception check. Twelve. Twenty-two. Six. Um, maybe- you you don't. So twenty-two. Yeah. What else was there? I got a six. six. Twelve. 12. So you guys don't hear anything at all. Um, Chad, as you're peeing down this pit, you don't hear it fall, but your feet feel warm. My feet feel warm, guys. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I couldn't see the pit very well. <laughs> oh, damn it. I, like, stomp off, but I realized that he's actually not peeing on my foot. All right. So, yeah, that's it. You guys, you guys peed into the pit, and your feet feel warm. Right. Well, I feel accomplished. I look at my feet. Is is it wet around my feet? Your feet do look a little wet. Not very wet, just like a little wet. It's like, guys, I don't think the pit's real, and I step into it. You step into it? Yeah. Hey, um, what? He's going. What? It's an illusion. How, yeah, it's what? not real. Okay, but I understand that, brother, but maybe you like stick your hand in it first. Like, just don't no, he's jump gone. in. A penitent man shall pass. He takes a big step. 
And he's standing on solid ground. I'm still peeing on him. (laughs) (laughs) So, at this point, the illusion for you kind of fades away, and there's it's just normal ground in front of you and you have stepped right into the puddle of piss you were just peeing into and slight slope to the ground as you guys were peeing it was slowly running backwards towards your guys' feet <laughs> alright what do you do You, um, these guys you guys see a big pit um, and you see him floating above the pit walking are you staying there or walking across he's a wizard Chad dude what is he what, do you, what happened I do uh, the moonwalk around the empty pit. Make a dexterity save. Whoa! Or performance check. Performance. 16. Nice. So, yeah, you're pretty. it's a formidable moonwalk. <laughs> it's no Michael Jackson, but like, you know, Michael Jackson impersonator type moonwalk. But there's a little pomp and circumstance added by it looks like I'm floating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try it and I dive in. <laughs> okay. Make a acrobatics check. Seven. So I'm going to say you dive head first yeah. and just nose dive into the ground, <laughs> taking one damage as you bloody your nose into the piss-filled uh, room. You guys, I don't think this pit's real. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I just splashed piss as all you're kind of like feet and ass up in the air, face down in the piss. And someone pissed all over the floor. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the room is uh, pretty empty. The uh, hallucina- the hallucination has subsided. And it's just the room and the destroyed keg. And the kind of on the other end, there's liquor covering the ground. And you see some strange marks around the liquor and around the keg. Almost as if something was slithering around in here. Not so much footprints. It's more of like us. a snake <laughs> slithery... Amphibious trap. If there's a snake in here, you have to tell us. Come on out. Snake code? <laughs> snake code. I say, uh, I close my eyes, twirl around three times, yelling, snake, 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 snake! Like as I would as a child. Does no a snake, snake appear? No. No snake appears. Damn it. Yes. All of a sudden, the door opens behind you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you cracked the code. <laughs> You've done it. Secret DM code. The door opens behind you, and you, you see the recognizable face, though it seems as if he has a couple extra eyes and an arm growing out of his chest, and he's all different colors. It's the stage manager. She pokes her head in. I, I heard I heard something like steam escaping in here. Have any of you seen my cat? No. You're worthless! And closes the door and you hear... As she runs off. I want to try to open the door and follow after her. You do. You're able to open the door. You follow after her. She's just running from table to table, opening, like looking underneath. There's dead bodies on the ground. She's not even registering their dead. Just kind of flipping them over to see if her cat's underneath. Chad, disguise yourself as a cat. I don't know what, where that would get us, but... I, I put on my uh, uh, Cats the Play costume from back in the day. From Do you furry, have that? Furry... furry no, I have a disguise self. disguise self? Okay. So I was like, uh, it's my furry costume I had from back in the day. Pop out in like a little cat suit. So I'm like... She... <laughs> screams and runs the other direction and uh, flips over one of the couches in that 
great hall and hides underneath it. I she's like bounding towards her. <laughs> <laughs> she's just curled up crying. Don't kill me, devil cat. <laughs> what have you done with Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> He's underwater. I want to go up to her and I want to cast friends. So cast friends and I want to go up and I just want to like pat her head. And, like, shh, 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 shh. and then I want to grab her chest hand and hold it and be like, what do you know? About what happened here. So make a just a straight charisma check. So you're going to be advantaged. Ooh. So 19 plus. So you're able to calm her down and you're rubbing the hand coming out of her chest that's not actually there. She goes, I don't, I don't know. It talked to me. It told me we were dead. And it was just a matter of time. What talked to you? The slippery, slimy... <laughs> She looks at Den. Are you close, Denzel? Yeah, I came over. So she looks at you. She's like, him. I but be- during the play. I look behind me. Which play? He's been in a lot of roles in a lot of different positions. It's like the <laughs> lovers and monsters. I get more specific. <laughs> <laughs> the. A blah blah. A blah blah. A blah blah. Blah blah. Blah the swamp monster. Yeah. You were it. And it is here. Well, I'm not I'm not it. I mean, that's kind of I'm not defined by that role. <laughs> okay. Don't put his art in a box. He hates it. It's fine, it's fine. But it's just yeah, okay, there's a monster. What about it? Where is it? He has kind of points off to the room. Um, he pointed to a room. Or she did. Yes. Uh, I want to pat her head mm-hmm. and then go into the room that she pointed towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's head in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys open outside. the door. The door works. Oh, we're not first. So who's going first? Uh, not Catman. I'll go first. So you knock? Yes. No Hello? answer. All right, we're coming in. It's um, pizza delivery. <laughs> um, it's a uh, empty room. Some bookshelves around, some crates with some sawdust to soak up vomit and shit like that. <laughs> like, gross. That's just that's what they had to do back in the day. Um, you're you saying this really happened? Everything. Headline to the table. <laughs> yeah, you don't notice anything. You're I start. I start jamming with my baritone. I'm like, let's hit E minor and let's see what happens. Twenty-five. Twelve. Eight. All right. Once again, Chad carrying the uh, the the ensemble. Bum 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 bum. So bust out your drum and your sitar, sitar, and the, just that that uh, baritone is carrying it. And uh, you guys are jamming. You guys are just you're starting to uplift your spirits a little bit. You've felt a little bleak lately after what has happened with the murdering of that young woman and the and uh, <laughs> you hear the. A steps approach, and a young man comes bursting in, completely naked, holding nothing but a flute. As I challenge you to a rock off, me versus the three of you. I turn to Chad and I say, "You're gonna need this." And I bardic inspiration him. Oh, nice! You did it! I did it! I drop everything and grab my flute because I have one too. Oh, nice! And I'm like, rock off, more like cock off, and I drop my pants. <laughs> <clears throat> And I start drumming on my drum with my uh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> Make a performance check. Okay. 
<clears throat> 15. I'm also going to use the Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> good choice. Well, good use of it. Oh, performance of 20. I guess 20 is pretty good. 20. 20. So, yeah, I think you actually found the best way you have to play your drum. You guys. Is with your scaly dragon cock. <laughs> I believed in you. I found my special purpose. So you you lay down a, like just a sweet like fifty ways to leave your lover to about acting in the symbols. Yeah. All right. So you give him his bardic inspiration. Do you want to do anything else before this rock off begins with them? I'm 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 trading out my sitar for my ukulele. Oh, nice. It fits the mood better. Make a performance check. And I'm also going to use my bardic inspiration. Seven plus two, so nine plus six for fifteen. Nice. So you, you're able to lay down a sweet jam. All right, he goes, and he just tears into it for an eight. <laughs> we destroyed him. All right, I rolled a eighteen on my per- performance check with so, my flute. So I'm going to say first to three wins. So you win this round. You guys win this round. He's kind of. Yeah. You guys, as you guys are going, you guys seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Yeah. You guys seen that? You know, as like they're fighting, there's like all like the visual effects going back and forth, like lightning coming from their amps, and then like a gorilla that's fighting their musical lion or whatever it is. It's kind of what it looks like to you. You're, the sound waves of your musical instruments are manifesting into a visual battle between his. Um, Sound waves and yours. You guys are pounding the visual manifestation of his music back towards the door. Go again. He got a 16. I'm going to use my lucky and re-roll it. I got a 26. 11. Hey! Alright, so you guys beat him back again. Real close this time. He throws down some... 25. 14. 13. Alright, so you guys defeat him, and he falls unconscious to the ground. It was too much rock. I go up and pick up his flute, mm-hmm. and I just like, this is a token to our battle that we've won, brothers! And then I pass it, and I was like, put your hand on the flutes, everybody! I put my hand on the flute. I, I put my cock in the middle. <laughs> right on top of your hands on the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time. And then I grab the flute, and then I stab it in half. All right. We're the last ones to touch this instrument. Make a dexterity check. If you crit fail, I'm going to say there's a chance you accidentally grab his cock and do that. So you take uh, two damage as he sprains your cock as he bends it. No, it is horrible and it is... Bent out of shape for the time being, and Chad, <laughs> and I look at I, not again. I grab it and then use healing word. <laughs> okay, use your healing word. My last first level spell slot. You're getting some back. You got four HP back. Right. So your cock is still kind of mangled up a little bit. You're going to have to go see a specialist about this, but you're back down to only five damage on you. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some acting classes to get that back in the shape. Okay. I love that. All right, so um, there's nothing in this room besides the passed out wannabe musician. We step over us. Do you, uh, do you, do you pull your pants back up? Yeah, I guess so now, right? 
<laughs> I should like bandage it up a little bit. And then... Yeah, you take a splint. I'm the... sorry, Denzel. <laughs> you know, skin flute looks just like the regular flute. Oh, That's one of my favorite uh, things fan, ever. Fan art for that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> that can go directly to my uh, Gmail. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are walking out of this room. What are you guys doing? I want to make my way across the entry hallway into the room on the opposite side of the foyer. Okay, so you come to the door, uh, reach for the door, the doorknob seems to be there. You going first? Yep, no knocking, just barging right in. You barge right in. Rude. And you, as soon as the door opens, you both hear this hideous laughter in all three of your heads. <laughs> this room is empty except one chair sitting in the center. And on top of that chair, you see the slimy, dripping, disfigured, mutated body of a young Aboleth curled up in that chair, staring at both of you, rubbing the arm of the chair with its disfigured hand. It's kind of like half of a human arm coming out of its body, rubbing this, uh, rubbing this chair. Let me give you guys a visual. A huge mouth that covers almost its whole face with three eyes one on top of the other in a straight line down whiskers on the side tentacles coming out of the bottom and and uh, spikes on its back although it seems to have mutated like two misshapen feet and one misshapen hand coming out of the uh, coming out of the front of it you walk into the room to see the young Aboleth sitting on the chair eating part of what you can only assume is one of your crew members. It turns to you, and you hear the voice in your head as clear as day. For too long I have sat by and heard tale of this show, the epic slander of my name, from three fools who weren't even there. Gabrielle truly loved me. The <laughs> Aboleth shoots a glare at you, Chad, as the one who plays Gabrielle. Gabrielle truly loved me. We were happy until Eduardo poisoned her against me. Sure, I made her see things differently. Made her hallucinate so that I would appear, you know, more acceptable in her eyes. But everything else and the way I made her feel was real. More real than anything Eduardo could ever give her. I even learned how to live out of water for her, growing these foul appendages. So what do I do with the three of you who have perpetrated this lie across the whole country? Let us go. So that would you that's what you would suggest if you were in my shoes to just I, let I look you over go? at the Aboleth and I was like, What is, what is your name? Not just Aboleth. There's an actual name that you have given yourself or you were given. My name is unpronounceable in this tongue. Try. Rodney. <laughs> well, Rodney, how old is Gabrielle right now? Yes, Gabrielle's been dead for well over a hundred years. What about Eduardo? I imagine the same lifespan of a human. Well, what if there was a different Gabrielle that could love you just the same? Yes, I've created that illusion. I've had thousands of Gabrielles by my side. Knowing they were fake and not having the memories of the Gabrielle I knew drove me to madness to either dispel them or to kill them outright. Well, maybe instead of going for a Gabrielle, 
Maybe you need to change your perception. Maybe there's something different, something more exciting. Maybe there's... There's nothing outside, Gabrielle. Gabriella. What? <laughs> <laughs> huh? She's two whole letters better than Gabrielle. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Um, I'm going to add my bardic to that. And we're looking at a 25. Ooh. You fail. Sorry. You, need, you, needed, you needed ungodly amounts to persuade the Abela. That was pretty ungodly. Yeah. It rolled a 19 and... It has insane bonuses and resistances as well. You know, so what are you getting at? I'm getting at... I will kill your crew. They will be feast for me. But I have yet to decide if you shall suffer them their same fate. Maybe I cut out your tongue so you can never speak word of this again. Maybe I take your hands so you'll never perform again. Maybe I take your... How about we change the play? Play is over. No. You've already besmirched stop. my name all Can the way across the s- land. Just stop. Listen to me. You dare interrupt me, boy? I, I do, because you're... I, I'm, I'm saying it like this. How about we come up with a play, I mean, you can play the hero, Aboleth, and you can play the one who actually gets Gabrielle the way that it should have been, and Eduardo is the one who's poisoned himself. Brother, you make a good point. Rodney, listen to us. I've been playing your character for how many months now? And I can't even imagine feeling what you feel right now. I've only tasted and felt a tenth of what you feel. But I know that pain. I too am a monster. Look at me. And I pull down my pants. (laughs) He goes, oh, oh god. (laughs) It's broken and mangled. Like my face... What I'm happened? A, I'm a dragonborn. That looks recent. <laughs> Don't worry about that right now. We'll get. We'll backtrack to that. It's swelling Rodney. as we speak. Rodney, it's fine. I'll fix it. But that's that's my point. We're all mutated. But maybe we, the mutated, are normal, and the normal are mutated. And I start, clap, I start clapping, <laughs> and I do a mage hand, and I do a mage hand to also start clapping in the background. But there's only one hand in mage hand. So, so mage like, hand. I, I get the mage hand to do the clap. So, yeah, so, mage so now it's like a slow together. clap happening. <laughs> so he goes intriguing. He turns to uh, to you, uh, Gerald. He's like, "What would you say, one that plays Eduardo?" I think I would love to reprise my role for this new truth you've unveiled to me. You've inspired me. Give me and my brothers a moment and let us unveil a new version of the play. Okay. Do you guys want to perform some brother meeting? Acts? Brother, brother meeting. Brother meeting. Brother meeting. Hold, hold <laughs> on, right, Rodney. And we all turn around. <laughs> he has a, Make it quick. All right. All right. As he um, continues to gnaw on what looks like a leg. So he's mad. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, how do we make him not that? <laughs> I say we act out again. Yeah. And we'll just have you kill me at the end. Yeah. And then he can take the Gabrielle. And, and I'm just saying this now, Chad. Yeah. He might need to actually take you. <laughs> yeah. He. Do you think he's horny? <laughs> should, how, how horny should we make this? I don't know. What, what should we do? Because you're going to play... You're actually going to play him, so... Are we actually going to? 
I disguise myself as Gabrielle. Do you have any abilities to, like, you know... I have enhanced ability, so I think that will help. I have invisibility. I can turn you invisible so that when you die, you just disappear. Oh, that's good. I have silent image, so I could image my, uh, you know, my member to look even more bigger as if Rodney would like it. Yeah. And I can thaumaturgy the ground to add yeah. some real like ooh shakes. Ooh, shakes, yeah. Yeah. Really shake the building. Ooh, do you have the voice thing? Too? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, like ooh, get some moans going. Yeah. Oh, I got those covered. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, guys, we doing this? Do you want to do you guys Ooh, and I have an unseen servant and he could help out with like waters in case we get thirsty. <laughs> 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 I, I just have a lot of spells to burn. Yeah. Uh, so you disguise yourself as Gabrielle. So you guys jump into it. Yeah. So uh, burn whatever spell slots you need to burn for whatever th- the things you're trying to do. Okay. And then uh, you're all gonna roll performance checks. Before we do a performance check, I uh, so Boy, I grab this. Gerald and I'm like, Gerald, you're gonna need this. I give you my last bardic inspiration. And I put my hand on Denzel, and I also give him a bardic in- inspiration. Aww. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... You know what, Chad? We've gone through a lot today, and every mistake you've made... Because you did do a lot. I thought you were going back to your old ways of picking on me. But every time you did... Even when you crushed my dick, <laughs> like you healed it. Yeah, you healed it with your words, just like and a good brother should. Just like a good stepbrother should. And I want to give you this because you inspire me. You inspire all of us. So you guys, so you guys yeah. cast your spells. I'm a method actor. You get your uh, disguised self. You start. So you guys kind of like talk through and monologue the parts of the play leading up to the end of it. And um, in your guys' play, Eduardo, the champion, is is defeated by the Abeleth and Gabrielle as they team up to uh, destroy him. And Eduardo is, falls to the ground, almost unconscious, unable to move, as he's forced to watch the lovemaking between Ab- the Abeleth and Gabrielle. So how's this guy? Are you guys going full penny? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? All right, so uh, what stepfathers? Make fine. a performance check. <laughs> okay, I, I'm doing a enhanced ability, so I get advantage. So twenty is my highest. Okay, um, performance check. Yeah, I got a twenty-three. Oh man, you guys make it <laughs> steamy. Here's the thing: a lot of build up to this yeah. moment. Yeah, a lot of uh, tension over the years. Seems it is like a classy and beautiful sex scene. You see a single tear fall from the Aboleth's eye <laughs> as he watches this happen. And up, upon uh, completion, I'll say... Um, oh, I use precedentation to really... <laughs> yeah, really enhance the ability there. Um, oh my god. Alright, so it happens beautifully with a... Uh, with a with a noteworthy climactic finish, I'll say. Mm. And uh, tear falls from the Abelus eye. He's like, oh, that was gorgeous. One last thing. 
We have to actually kill El Eduardo. I'll find a new actor each play, don't worry. So I, I, I go down and go in to stab... I go in to go in and stab Eduardo at the right of the last minute. I do invisibility while I do this. And then I just do a... Uh, I have to an image. Yeah. I can make his body appear where it was. Yeah. Okay. Good plan. All right. Uh, make a, You make a performance for this fake stab invisibility okay, thing. Okay, I'm going to use a lucky on that. Fuck. Use your, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the last one was a five plus six, so that's an 18 overall. All right, I'm going to roll this. He has, he has plus seven. That's a six. 13? Mm-hmm. All right, hand it back to me. Yep. He falls for it. The Abilath, yes. he goes... He goes, yes, glory! As he like claps his deformed hand up against <laughs> his body. He goes, uh, you have done well. We will continue this play. Meet me here tomorrow morning, uh, and then we seek out north to the uh, to the villages up along the coast, and we will spread this new truth that I have bestowed upon you to the villagers around. Don't worry about your brother. He died for a good cause. It's this okay. is He's beautiful. I thought I was going to have to eat the three of you. And all of a sudden, he he uh, snaps his deformed hands, and all the uh, hallucinations stop. And you guys uh, walk out to the main hall. Uh, Gerald's still invisible. Uh, make a stealth check. 16. Nice. Okay, good. So you're, you don't make undue noise or attract attention to where you are. Uh, mostly everyone's dead. In there, <laughs> mostly just death. There's Some three. There's three people that are kind of like uh, groggily trying to get over, and the Abeleth slowly scooches over there and starts eating them alive. And uh, he goes, he goes, he goes. You may take your leave. You were bond. You were bonded by a promise to return here tomorrow morning, and we head out together. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, definitely. Tomorrow, we're going to be right here. Sharp. What time? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. on the dot. We will be here. Uh, Just wait. We'll get her early, even. Make a deception check. Okay. Uh, 19. Roll the 7. Plus 4. Plus 7, plus 7 is 14. Yeah, so you're good. And my fingers are crossed uh, behind my back. Oh, he sees that, though. Whoa, so, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so yeah, he's like, he's a, and he, he gives you a pat. He's like, good performance today, gentlemen. I thought you would have had to die, but I think this will work out better. And I do too. So if sh- you ever cross me mm-hmm. or leave my side for the rest of your life, you're dead, man. Yeah, and remember, my name is uh, Sal- Sally. I know your name, Denzel. Oh, Sally's my middle name. You guys, do you guys stay? You guys hang around? Or are you guys taking off? Well, should we get like our first check now, or when? How's the payment going to work out? Like, should we? I'll buy you what you need when you need it. Okay, so maybe just toss us some coin now so we can go. Because like costume, I would love Make a to persuasion check. Get my costume a little bit nicer. Uh, need to beat a twenty. Eight. Um. Can I try to help him with the persuasion? Be like, yeah, the costumes are exactly what we need. Because it's like, 
These things that we've had oh. perf- like beforehand are shitty. You can try and do your own. Yeah, you try your own. I didn't do it. <laughs> Yours is even worse. You try. You try. No, no, he's, he's <laughs> I'm so invisible. Oh, yeah. Voice was a, hey, man, you should probably... Uh... This will be a new stepping stone in our careers. All right. So what are you guys, you guys hanging out? Yeah, was, um, yeah I want to hang out with the uh, Rodney. Okay. <laughs> So you just watch him eat all these people. So he just kind of just kind of feeding so on Rodney, all these people. Have you seen some of my past works? Yes. He has no. I really think you'd like some of them. I'm not much for this theater, but when it has to do with spreading lies about my uh, about my beloved, mm-hmm. well, there's there's spreading involved. <laughs> he has. Tell me more. And then we and then put my arm around him. And we like go off into the sunset, and then they talk to him. Okay. What? Well, yeah, so you are invisible. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, even though I'm invisible, I'm still so scared of being found that I'm hiding behind this tree. Oh, a big Crouch statue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're kind of perched behind there, and I'll, so I'm gonna kind of fast forward a little bit. So. You hang out with him. You, you're kinda, he's kind of actually warming up to you, Denzel. He, you still he's think like he it. might kill you at any moment's notice. <laughs> he's a little harsh towards you, uh, Chad, but he wants you there. And he's he hasn't human. noticed uh, Gerald. Um, do you guys... So the next morning comes around. Do you join him? No. Fuck no. No. I, I, I did. So you and you, you go along right? with him. So the, okay, well, let's talk about it. Sure. Let's talk about it. How long does the invisibility last? Forever. <laughs> Last an hour. Okay. So no, I'll, no, it's done. Right, it's, okay. it's off. Here's the thing. I've been wanting to be a famous actor since I was little. And, you know, this X-rated stuff is fine. But maybe this is something of more substance. You do... Every... Hmm? Every every performance of this play, you, you, you're going to have to have sex with... Uh, <laughs> with uh, Gabrielle. Yeah, but it's going to mean something. <laughs> And I can finally get my... Nah, fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> I can finally get my award. Brother, yeah, Chad. this is the Oscar performance. Chad, what are you gonna... What are you gonna do with your life, Chad? You're just gonna keep running? I'm just gonna make enough money in, you know, the back of the red light district, and I'm just gonna have enough money to make it. That's and, it. And how are you gonna do that with a swamp monster chasing after you? I... He's gonna be everywhere. You take a shower, he's coming out of the shower drain. You go, You go take a... Swim, he's gonna be under the lake waiting for you. I start looking back at some of the manuals. And I was like, maybe I'll become a cleric or something. I don't know. <laughs> like there was there was a pamphlet that I got handed at a clinic once. I was not Gerald. As the middle brother, you know. I mean, come on, you've got some wisdom there. You know, we can't run from this. We we got something good here. I think this is an opportunity of a lifetime, <laughs> and I think you two should engage. <laughs> And continue this, and make sure you tell him that I definitely died. But since I'm not needed here, mm-hmm. I'm going home. I- I'm leaving too. You're by yourself with Rodney. Well, I can't just show up by myself, guys. Well, then come with us, and we're dipping. Pitch me. Where are we going? So I picked up about this pamphlet, and I was like, so the Paladins of the North Star, yeah. they're, they have like four tenets. The first one is love. The second one is brotherhood. The third one is charity. And the fourth one is piousness. Huh. I like pie. And we can be maybe 
you know, inspire to be better than what we are. No more of this, I hate to say it, smut. We can be of a higher calling. What do you think, Gerald? I think I'm all about this. I can I can become religious. Point yeah. me in that direction. Okay. Point me in the I direction. Mean, Let's you do already, this. I'm sold. You already had me at God. <laughs> all right. So you, well, you, pack, you pack up your things and you start uh, gearing your escape to go out. And you uh, start your adventure. You head out to the Paladins of the North Star. And, and you are quickly accepted by them as some of them have heard of your play and although it's a little crass and theatrical for their for their likings they are actually looking for some people to perform the uh perform the the life of the deities for for their followers and who better than some of the most well-known actors on the coast and you guys are brought in and but little do you know the abeleth is lurking and when you reprise this role, you three, the Appleth is coming. Cliffhanger! That's awesome. I didn't expect it to end that way at all. <laughs> I actually do want to we reprise this one. I like this. <laughs> I like sequel. this three. The sequel. We of, need a sequel to of, this one. <laughs> on the run, on the run from Abeleth with the Paladins <laughs> of the North Star. I was actually really happy with it. I thought it was going to be goofy, but I thought I would be forced to create the goofiness with crazy hallucinations. You know, I did a little bit of that to like get you guys going, but after I kind of got the ball rolling, it kind of just like snowballed, and you guys kind of took it from there. And I, I really only had to really interject to, uh, to kind of get uh, story points going a little bit. Here's a question. Did you know that we were porn stars? Did you figure that out? <laughs> no, I found it out. I did oh, not, you did? When, when I did you think not you anticipate. Most yeah. of my spells were based off of like what would be helpful in my porn career. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think. So, did you guys build your characters knowing that you had a porn oh, yeah. career? Yeah. Oh, nice. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That's nice. why we were stepbrothers. And, like, I have That's a side story angle. where I would go see the woman, the neighbor woman, who was my stepmother, <laughs> but we would sleep together. Oh, okay. Like a Miss Robinson kind yeah. of thing? Mm-hmm. Well, my tiefling name was Stamina. I was supposed to be like a cold Yeah, two-tip yeah. Stamina. <laughs> it was going to be horny, but I feel like that was a little on the nose. For possible outcomes, I had Bargain. Uh, promise to never perform. He takes your tongue. You can fight, or you can try and trick it. And kind of had ideas yeah. for each one of those. Mm-hmm. And so I, you guys did the bargain and then trick. <laughs> bargain then flee. <laughs> Headlined tables created by me, Christopher Patton, and Dungeon Master Wes Lytle. All the background music you hear in the show is by Kevin McLeod, and you can hear more of his awesome stuff at incompetech.com. 